Hi friends, it's me, Jennifer Jade, and you're listening to The Soul Adventurer, your number one spiritual growth podcast to bring you even further into your greatness. I believe every soul in human form is on a soul adventure, but only some will make the most of it. This podcast is for anyone that desires to awaken, align, and inspire others through journeying to become their best self. If that's you, welcome. You're in the right place, and this is where you belong. Are you ready for today's soul adventure? Then let's begin. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of The Soul Adventurer. I'm so glad you're here today. This is a really powerful message that you're about to hear, and I think it's going to change everything for you if you will listen to it all the way through. Before we dive into today's really powerful message and training, I wanted to secretly share with you that I'm about to open the doors publicly for my retreat in Hawaii this November 2019. A few months ago, I let a few people know that I was going to be offering a retreat. I invited them to add their names to a a wait list. And as soon as I opened that wait list, almost all of the spots filled up overnight. Since then, I haven't really shared too much about it. I've been pretty distracted with, with finishing my book and the book launch and a couple of other things. But now that the book's out and, and the launch is done, it's time to fill up those last couple of spots. So I will be publicly promoting the Hawaii retreat starting now. If you have never heard of me talk about the Hawaii retreat, then you may want to quickly click the link in my bio on Instagram or in the show notes of this podcast so you can get the details before they're actually sold out. If you have heard me talk about the Hawaii retreat and it was on your heart to come, now is your last chance to join because these last couple spots are going to be swiped up pretty quick if they aren't already. So again, the link will be in the show notes to this episode, also in the link to my Uh, bio and Instagram. I wouldn't delay. I'd go grab those details now. And if it's calling on your heart to be there, do not let fear and ego get in your way. Don't let the age old excuse of time and money and all those kinds of things continue to hold you back. If you keep continuing to allow those excuses to hold you back, when will anything ever change? This is a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It is going to be a bucket list trip. It is going to create lifelong memories for the people that come, and I just cannot wait. So I hope that if your intuition, your inner guide is nudging you to come, that you will really trust that, and you will dive in, and I will see you in Hawaii this November. For today's episode, this was actually a live training that I offered a couple of nights ago, And I didn't plan to make it a podcast episode, but the response to this training and the breakthroughs that the ladies had that were listening um, were remarkable. So I knew that I had to share this with you. I know that so many times we get stuck and we feel that we don't have any opportunities to change and break through and we're not sure why we can't get off this struggle hamster wheel. 
And in reality, it's a very simple shift. And I'm going to share that shift with you in today's episode. I hope you enjoy and I'll see you soon. I know that if you're here, you're probably, you know, somewhere on the lines of believing that anything is possible. You know, I feel like I attract truly optimistic people, people who believe that the universe has our back and, um, you know, that we can we can trust the universe and that we're always guided and things happen for a reason and, you know, all of these amazing things. And while that's true, um, well, one, the universe is more of a reactor to our energy and not the creator of our lives. Um, so if we sit back in more of a reactive mode and the universe is also in a reactive mode, then not much happens in our lives. So if we really want to create change and we want to create a soul-aligned life, yeah, we have to be the one to step up to the plate. We have to be the one to be taking the soul-aligned action. We have to be the one letting the universe know clearly what it is we want and um and and step into that rather than being into, you know, oh, I'll just kind of let things happen and see where the wind takes me. And, you know, you can do that for a while. You can do that if you want to take a break. But you do that for too long, you're going to start to feel stagnant and you're going to start to feel like you're not creating, you're not um, adventuring, you're not exploring, you're not expanding. But what if we have, even with all the optimism in the world, a deep, hidden, if we're being truly honest with ourselves, belief that what we want isn't truly possible for us? Maybe we look at someone on Instagram or Facebook or maybe even me. Um, I've had clients say that about me in particular, um, and you think that there's something special about that person that you don't have. So perhaps they have um, more education or they have more uh, connections or they have more talents or abilities or they have more charisma or they have more confidence or they have more whatever, skills, um, whatever it is, there's something that we've put this person on a pedestal and we believe, sure, it's possible for them. Um, they can create a solo line life. They can create something that's fulfilling and they can create an income doing what they love. But ah, there's just nothing special about me. There's nothing that I'm really aware of that I have to offer the world I don't have any particular skill set or training. I've just been working at my job, and I don't want anything to do with this work anymore, this job. So how could I create a soul-aligned income when I don't have any of this, you know, special sauce or training or education or anything to take with me in creating a soul-aligned life full-time, creating an income based on what ignites my soul? So we now we feel this huge gap between where we are and where our heart longs to be. And we just kind of sit there scrolling on Instagram, scrolling on Facebook, 
watching other people, um, you know, living their soul aligned lives. Not to say that a soul aligned, I'm not saying a soul aligned life is perfect. And I hope that you would, would understand that. It's not about being perfect, but it's about being in the game. You know, about being in the, the arena. If you're familiar with Brene Brown and the quote she always shares, you know, the man in the arena. Are you in the arena? Or are you in the cheap seats watching everyone else in the arena? And being in the arena is not about being perfect and having this perfect life. It's about getting your hands dirty and your feet wet and just seeing what's possible, whether or not it works out. So I understand why we would have anyone listening, you know, if if you do, if you would have a belief that it's not possible for you. And why do I understand that? Because that was totally me. Totally me. Um, and anyone in the Facebook group, can you relate to, just let me know if, I'm, if, I'm, if I am on the right track at all. Can you relate to feeling on one hand that, you know, anything is possible and being optimistic and, you know, really being that type of person, but at the same time feeling uncertain that what you really want, the life that you want to create, whether that's you want to leave your nine to five, you want to start your dream business, you want to create an income in a way that actually excites your soul and doesn't actually feel like work, Maybe you're an existing entrepreneur and you are actually not that happy in the business that you have anymore. I felt that when I was a photographer. I felt stuck in a nine-to-five when I was in finance. Um, and I wasn't really believing in myself that I would ever be anything more than uh, someone who worked in finance nine-to-five. And then when I was a photographer, I, again, didn't feel like there was anything else possible for me other than to go back to finance. If I don't want photography anymore, then I guess I have to go back to finance. So on one hand, you know, you feel super optimistic and you're that kind of a person. But at the same day, at the same time, you're like, but while that's possible for the world, <laughs> I'm just not 100% convinced it's possible for me. And if you are carrying around that, then why would you ever invest the time or the money or the hope? That's that's a big thing to invest, isn't it? Hope that anything will ever change. Isn't it easier to just try and be more grateful for your life the already the way that it already is? And maybe you're just not counting your blessings enough. And maybe you just need to be doing more positive thinking. And maybe there's something wrong with you because you have everything to be grateful for. So who are you to be dissatisfied and unfulfilled? There's starving children in Africa. And you have this beautiful home. So how dare you be unhappy or ungrateful? You know, if any of these resonate with you, please let me know in the comments. Because that is exactly how I felt, particularly um, the time where I felt the most lost was actually when I was already a photographer. And 
realizing that my love and passion for for being a professional photographer was totally draining. It felt like a bathtub full of water. At one point, it was full of water, full of passion, full of exhilaration. I couldn't believe this was my life to someone pulling the drain and all the water starting to drain out. And I thought, holy shit, not again. You know, not this feeling again. Not this feeling of discontentment again. What am I going to do? I don't have a college education. I don't have anything to fall back on except going back to my old nine-to-five job in finance. And that was just, oh, my goodness, like, obviously, I'd rather slug away at a photography business I don't love than go back to finance because that was even worse. (laughs) So um, I understand what it's like to want change or have discontentment in your heart and uncertainty, um, wish that things were different, wish that you actually enjoyed waking up every morning rather than it just being another uh, monotonous routine. You know, you see people that are so grateful to be alive and you just wonder, like, will I ever have that? Will I actually ever truly feel, like, filled with bliss and purpose and fulfillment and gratitude. And maybe you've had fleeting moments of that before. So you know what I'm talking about, but it was fleeting. Will I have that or is this as good as it gets? Let me know in the comments. Have you ever silently thought to yourself, is this as good as it gets? Is this as happy as I'm going to be? Is this all that there is for me? Has anyone ever, I hope I'm not alone, (laughs) has anyone ever thought that to themselves? Jennifer Lee understands. She says, not alone at all. Best Joy gets it. Totally awesome. Rebecca, definitely still hoping this is not it. Awesome, Rebecca. Yay, you're in the right place. Meredith says you're not alone. Amazing. Thank you, ladies. And, you know, this is one of the reasons I wanted us to um, join in this Facebook group so that you could see if you're feeling this way right now that you're not alone either. When I was feeling this way, when I was truly questioning my life and the choices I had made and the path I had worked my ass off to go down, um, you know, I worked so freaking hard. I don't know if anyone here relates to working hard, like feeling like you worked your ass off for the life that you have. You You put blood, sweat, and tears whether that's as a mom or a business owner or at your job, getting up every morning and slugging away at a job that you're just like, what am I doing here? That's hard. It's hard. And everything you did to get there, to to create that life, only to find you're questioning, is this as good as it gets? So 
when I was feeling that, I felt completely isolated, completely alone, and too embarrassed to tell anybody I was feeling that way. I didn't tell anybody that I felt that way. I just let this whole inner turmoil thing just simmer and stew inside of me. I was too embarrassed. I thought, you know, people will um, – I think I thought people would be offended, honestly, if I told them that, you know, I was not loving my life, especially when I was a photographer, because picture this, my job was to travel and take pictures for a living. You know, my job, my that was my business. I had friends who were like working jobs that they just hated, you know, and if I said, yeah, my job where I get paid to travel and take pictures just isn't cutting it anymore. You know, I just thought, who am I to say that to them? And what are they going to think of me? And, you know, I'm just being ungrateful. So I really felt alone. I didn't feel anyone would understand me. I felt like I was the worst person on the planet. I thought I was, compl- I was being ungrateful. I didn't know, and I felt alone. So I just want you to take a look here in the Facebook comments and see if you're feeling that way or if you've ever felt that way. You're not alone. Okay, awesome. So I understand why you'd have that feeling of, um, you know, that you must need to have the confidence first and the extra time and the money if you want to make a change because we just kind of assume, isn't that what everyone else has? When we're looking up to people who are already, you know, a year, two, three, four, five down the road from us or more, we think, you know, look at their confidence. Look at their charisma. Look at, you know, how knowledgeable they are and how skilled. That's not how I am. I don't feel that way. I'm just too busy. I'm too bogged down in this job and taking care of my kids and, like, you know, being there for my husband. And then I'm exhausted, and that's all I have. And and we're kind of comparing, you know, if you've heard the quote, we're comparing our beginning or our present to someone else's middle you know, and then we just feel even worse about ourselves and we spiral. And so um, let's let's keep going. What I happen to know for a fact is that confidence is not needed in order to create a soul-aligned life and a soul-aligned income. It is not needed. Neither is extra money in your bank account or extra idle time on your hands that you just don't know what to do with. You know, how many times have we not moved forward with something because we're like, oh, I just don't have the money for that. You know, my soul is really calling me to do that or to learn that or to try that, but ugh, I just don't have the money in my bank account right now. In fact, my bank is at minus $200, so I just don't have the money. Um I don't have the time. I'm still working my nine to five. I got to come home, make dinner. I got, you know, kids. I got, you know, how to make my husband's lunch, whatever. So how many times have we said, I don't have the time. I don't have the money. And on top of that, we don't actually believe it's possible for us. So of course, we're not taking any steps forward to change anything. But then what happens? A month goes by feeling discontent, depleted, drained, exhausted, wondering if this is as good as it gets. 
a year goes by, now it's starting to affect maybe other areas of our life. Maybe our lack of energy is now spilling over into our relationship with our partner. And we're just not really doing much with them anymore. We're not really having that spice for life or that enthusiasm to do things together. Or, you know, you're not having the enthusiasm to do things with your partner. Just like, ah, your friends have been asking you to do things. And you're kind of like, hmm, I think I just want to stay in tonight. I don't have the money for that. Or I don't have anything to celebrate or, you know, whatever it is. I'm too busy. I'm too tired. So maybe there starts to feel a bit of a disconnection between you and your partner. Um, maybe you are single and you're not loving being single and you're wondering why you're still single. Aren't you a great catch? What's wrong with you? You know, why, why don't you have that energy that attracts the partner you're looking for? Could it be because you're unhappy? Maybe it's affecting your parenting if you're a parent. Maybe, you know, I've had clients tell me they have been short with their kids, short-tempered with them. And it's not because they're actually that mad at their kids, but they're just so unhappy in themselves and drained and tired, you know? Have you ever noticed that when you're feeling really good about yourself, you then feel really good about your marriage, your partnership, you feel like you're a more patient, kind, loving parent? Um, you feel like you're more up for doing fun things. You're more up to try new things. You're feeling more adventurous. So, of course, just the opposite would happen when we're feeling the opposite. And it's not uncommon that it would affect our bank accounts as well. More times than not, clients who come to work with me do not have the money sitting in their bank account to invest in coaching or programs or whatever it is that has them reaching out. In fact, that is one of the biggest symptoms that it's time to get help is when your bank account is dwindling, your credit cards are starting to rack up. That is a symptom of not being in flow with the universe, of not being in alignment with the work that your soul was called to do on this planet. That is, that is a symptom and a sign that it is actually time to get support. And I will tell you that um, when I reached out for support, so the time that I'm really zeroing on in on right now is when I was falling out of love with my photography business. Just briefly, I, I feel like if you're on this call, you probably already know my story. So just really briefly, I'm going to cut to the chase and you can get the full lowdown on my website um, or my podcast, episode one, The Soul Adventurer. But, you know, I followed the traditional route to success. I picked all the boxes. I worked my ass off, like I mentioned earlier. And I went into finance and became a mortgage broker. And I had success as a mortgage broker out of sheer force of will, not anything joyful, not anything fun. It was exhausting. I was so confused how I could get home at the end of a nine-to-five workday and be so freaking tired when all I did was sit on my ass in an office all day. It was hard. So I get it. I know that that feels hard even if it's not a physical job. 
It is mentally, emotionally, and spiritually draining to do work that is not aligned with your soul. It's exhausting. But when I, after spending 10 years in finance, 18 to 28, um, and I finally had the mortality motivation, the wake-up call that snapped me out of the big snooze and had me transition into my childhood dream business of destination wedding photography. Um, I already knew that that's what I wanted to do. Like, there was no question about it at the time. I knew that that was what I actually wanted to do with my life and that I would have regret on my deathbed if I didn't find out what was possible, that I would rather try and fail doing something I love and at least get to my deathbed knowing that, hey, at least I tried, at least now I know that it wasn't meant to be, than to have rotted in my nine-to-five until retirement, if I even lived that long, and to never know what would have happened if only I tried my dream childhood business of destination wedding photography. So I already was clear on that, but I know the pain of not being clear, and that was when a few years into my business, my photography business, which I did have success with, again, I worked my ass off yet again, which I don't do anymore, and that's a whole other topic. I don't believe in working hard and working your life away. I believe in soul-aligned action and um, putting joy first, joy above business, joy above profits, joy above everything. Soul alignment, joy is number one priority for me. So anyways, um, I know the pain of not knowing what's next from the end of my photography business. No idea. I don't have a college education. I don't have any connections. I don't have any wealthy parents. I've never had any handouts, no connections, nothing. So I had zero clue what I was supposed to do next. And I thought maybe it was time for me to just succumb to this being as good as it gets. So when I realized after 18 months, I spent 18 months totally feeling like I had made a mistake and like what is my problem and, and all the inner torment I described earlier, 18 months to the point where I thought there was something medically wrong with me because I was so tired all the time. And my 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 wake-up call that I truly thought, okay, am I dying? <laughs> was when I slept, I was sleeping more and more and more because I thought, oh, my body's tired. I guess I need to sleep more. So more and more and more I slept. I slept for 10 hours one night. I got up. I woke. I, I took my little fur baby Asia, my little long-haired chihuahua. I took her around the block for a walk and some fresh air. I journaled for about 20 minutes. And I fell asleep for almost three hours. Um, and I thought, holy shit, when I woke up from that, I realized how much time had gone by. And I'd already slept 10 hours that night. I thought, there's something seriously wrong here. And I was just about to call a doctor, like make an appointment with a doctor and hope that nothing was actually wrong with me. But I thought there was because this was like really unheard of. Um, that's when the universe brought a new path before me. And of course, I have free will. So the universe can't make me make decisions and make me take soul-aligned action. It can present opportunities. That's all it can do. 
but it's my free will that decides yay or nay, yes or no. Am I going to trust my inner guidance and leap into this opportunity or this path or not? And the, and the, the, this particular gift in my life came in the form of my first life coach, James. I worked with James for six months on various things. It was the most transformative six months of my life. I have been borderline, not even borderline, obsessed with personal development since I was 16 years old. And my mom gave me the, my first self-help book called The Seven Highly Effective Habits of Teenagers. Or The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teenagers. There you go, Stephen Covey. And I thought, whoa, this is cool. You know, I loved it. And so it was more books, more books, more books. And spirituality as well, spiritual growth, spiritual development. Who are we? Why are we here? You know, where do we go after we die? Where were we before we were born? All of those stuff. I love it. I love it. And at the end of the six months, when we were wrapping up our time together, I still wasn't quite sure what I was going to do next. We hadn't focused on that as a topic. It was just kind of all of my power leaks, all of my self-limiting beliefs, all of my conditioning as a child that we needed to undo that I didn't even realize was there that was hidden in my subconscious mind and showing up in my pat in the patterns of my life and then me being mystified as to why, you know, I can't stick to um, eating healthy and working out regularly and why I um, spend as much as I make all the time and, you know, all these different things. This was in 2015. So at the end of our six months together, we were able to pinpoint what I actually would want to do if it wasn't taking pictures anymore. That would excite my soul. And you can take this question and journal on it yourself as well. And it was this. He just said, Jen, what do you want to do if you could do anything? You know, if if there was no box you had to fit into or job description that you're searching for, if you didn't have to fit into that, what would you do if it could be anything in the world? And um, I said, you know what, James? I just want to put my hands on people's shoulders, especially the ones who are sitting in their nine-to-five or their version of whatever that is for them. I was picturing myself when I worked in finance, and I was sitting in that windowless office just honestly wondering if this was it for me, if this was going to be as good as it gets, if this was me as happy as I'd ever be. And I'm, I'm even holding my forehead now like I used to back then, you know, thinking about this stuff. And I said, I want to put my hands on that person's shoulders. And I want to shake them and be like, wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake up. This is not as good as it gets. In fact, if you are asking yourself that question, it is proof that your soul is guiding you to something greater. Stay tuned for part two, where we discuss exactly how you can move forward, even without extra confidence, money, or time. In fact, you could actually be having a ton of self-doubt, be in huge debt, and have little to no extra time 
like I did when I was first making this transition. You're also going to hear from one of my previous clients who had every excuse in the book not to be able to shift into a new reality and a new way of life. She has six kids at home starting at age one. She had an existing business and two side jobs and a husband on top of trying to make a transition in her life. They were struggling financially. She was starting to feel a bit disconnected from her husband. She was wondering if this was all there was going to be for her in her life. And you're going to get to see the amazing transformation that she's had. And it will help open your eyes to what's possible for you as well. So huge things coming up in part two. Go ahead and take a listen now and I'll see you there.